Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Swing and a drive in a deep right field. Back on a Verdugo. He can only watch it fly. Goodbye. Brandon Lau delivers the game's first run. A deep drive to right. And it's 1-0 Tampa in this house of horrors. Home run number 25 now for the Rays. That leads baseball. They walk a lot. They don't strike out a lot. And now they're hitting a lot of home runs. That one swing, all the offense tonight as the Red Sox lose one nothing at the trop. Red Sox review. You know, the, the, the thing there said, what, what, everything Red Sox? I think tonight, it, it, after a two-hour and six-minute game in Tampa, it is everything and then some tonight on Red Sox review. Joe Braverman inside the glass crushing it. Cooper Boardman back with you. Sox fall again by a final score of one to nothing. Nick Pavetta was very good. Josh Winkowski was very, very good. And, uh... Just that one swing from Brandon yeah, you argue, Lau. You could argue Chris Martin was good, except for that one pitch. Yeah. You know, and it's a tough one. Uh, you know, like he had gone five straight scoreless outings. This is not a dude. His, uh, his home run per nine last year was less than one per nine. He was pretty good through the, uh, th- through the bullpen and, and, and what he brought to the table. Yeah, it's. He's interesting. I'd like to talk a little bit more about him. I, I promised the texters I would get to them, but I, I, I could have a Chris Martin conversation. Just We'll bookmark that one. Uh, back to the texters. I, I said uh, a segment ago that I was going to get to all of you, and then we ran out of time. So uh, we'll get right back to it. And uh, I'll just start right here uh, about Adam Duvall being the DH and Kike Hernandez in center uh, because of uh, a couple of things. A, Duvall getting hurt. Hindsight, of course, being twenty twenty. And Kike Hernandez's struggles at short. Uh, I'll go two parts on that. The part number one is, you know, look, is the Adam Duvall every day in center field thing a conversation? I mean, yeah, it is. And we came into the year talking about that. You know, they're just not. And I'll give you the exact kind of layout of of all of it. But from Adam Duvall's side of things, you know, there are. Four Major League Baseball outfielders who had played 81 games or more at his age at 34 years old. Coco Crisp in 2014, fond memories. Rajay Davis in 2017. 
Gerard Dyson in 2019 before ending up in AAA over the last couple of years, and Brett Gardner doing it twice in 2019 and 2021. And by the end of that, you know, Yankee fans were ready to run him out of town. And, uh, you know, there's toll on your legs. The the idea was that, you know, at Alberto Mondesi was going to get into shortstop so Kike could be in center. Rob Snyder was was going to be in there. Jaron Duran, perhaps, Rymel Tapia and all of that. And so uh, the, the answer to the question there on the text line is why wasn't Adam Duvall the designated hitter? Well, let's uh, let's pretend I'm the the general manager of the Boston Red Sox. Just let, let's do that. I, that's a dangerous proposition, Joe. I don't know. Are are you GM Brian O'Halloran or are you uh, chief of baseball operations? That is a ve- that is actually a very very good point. I am chief of operating baseball, and in, in this that's cob. That doesn't really work as well. You're the chief of general managing baseball operations. Yeah, combine I'm, the two. I'm I'm shot calling. That's that's the situation. So it's my off season, and I sign Adam Duvall, and I'm thinking, all right, well, he could be the center fielder. That'd be that'd be great. Uh, okay, we have, uh, or maybe he can, you know, kind of slot his way through. We can platoon him in DH, and I think, all right, well, I got this other guy, Kike Hernandez, and I know he can kind of play all the way around. He can play some second and spell Christian Arroyo at times. He can play up the middle. He can play uh, in the outfield as well. That's all good. Uh, okay, well. Who are the guys behind Kike Hernandez? All right, well, uh, okay, I've got uh, a guy who plays shortstop every single day. He's one of the better hitters in Major League Baseball. He's got great speed. He's got great power. He's, oh, by the way, a right-hand hitter in this lineup. That's Trevor Story. Well, Trevor Story gets hurt. Say, okay, well, I've I've signed... uh, you know, a couple of guys. I've, I've got Adalberto Mondesi. He's an elite defensive shortstop. Uh, he gets hurt as well. And now all of a sudden, you are in a situation where Adam Duvall has to play every single day. And maybe the plan all along was to have him play every single day. But you got boxed into that option because Kike Hernandez, who was not going to be your everyday starting shortstop on when, when the ball dropped on January 1st, is now in that situation and the dominoes fall from there and there and there. And so that's the reasoning. That's what happened. Uh, again, injuries happen to everybody, but it's not like they didn't provide safety nets. It's not like there was, a, there was no plan. It's just what ended up happening. And, uh, and you know, the reality is, is every single team in major league baseball faces, you know, a difficult injury at some point. And the reality of that is, do you overcome it or not? And, and, you know, think about the Houston Astros. And I don't mean to really compare anybody to that team from last year because I don't think that's fair because of just how dominant they were on the pitching side of things. They lost Michael Brantley all year. You take Michael Brantley out of every other lineup in baseball over the course of the year, and, and it feels like a, 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 a doom-suck black hole being left. And it just didn't happen. And because they were able to find ways to do it. And you think about what they did. And I think about the American League Championship Series where they dominated in that CS against the Yankees. And they got production from every single part of their lineup from Martin Maldonado. Uh, you know, a guy who is supposed to be their great defensive catcher was not really thought of as an offensive guy. One of the reasons why they went and got Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox at the deadline last year. That's the point. You get those guys. And uh, I don't know. I, I think from the perspective of how you respond, obviously there are a ton of different ways, and I'd like to walk through the lineup a little bit as we go along. Uh, all right, uh, next texter as we keep on going here. I don't know. They're, they're still flying in. 
Uh, you know, maybe Bobby Dahlbeck being an answer at shortstop. I, I you know, that that feeling for Red Sox fans, and, and I I did like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I spent 20 minutes of our of our good hard-earned time on, on why I liked Bobby Dahlbeck in spring training, and he starts the year in AAA. But I, I am, and I, I, again, there are people that are going to, uh, you know, have me struck down for this, but like I'm a Bobby Dahlbeck believer. And, and you know, obviously last year was was a tough year for Bobby Dahlbeck, but it's not like he's not capable at, at, at you know in certain moments of, of putting together uh, you know significant power. It's just about the swing and miss, and he's off to a solid start. Triple A. If you know me, you know my background's in Worcester. I've seen him the last few weeks. He looks good, and I, you know when you talk about all the things that went wrong for the Red Sox last year, and there's a list of them. You know, one of those is Bobby Dahlbeck. There was real nobody in baseball would have told you that he might have struggled that way, that he, the way he did a year ago. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of, um, you know, when you look at what he does from a power perspective, there are just very few human beings in the history of baseball that uh, that that can have the consistent power that he does and, and can hit the ball that that they want. And so, uh, you know, the way that he does, I should say. And so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does, that he gets his shot. But I do think it is telling that in a moment where the Red Sox did not get uh, or or lost an outfielder, they didn't bring up an outfielder. You know, they could have brought up Jaron Duran in that situation. We talked about that on the show yesterday. They brought up Bobby Dahlbeck because he is on that roster in this exact moment on April 10th, the most major league ready hitter. Uh, that they have, and and I think he will get his opportunity here in 2023. And uh, it, it's very easy to be uh, to to sit there and say, you know, he struggled last year. Let's write him off. But I, I just don't. I don't think that that is that is uh, a a worthwhile exercise. And B, I have a feeling what we've seen that uh, you know he's really does have that opportunity to be a, a little bit better than people think he's going to be. I know that's yeah, like the hottest thing. His thing is but... when he goes hot and he goes cold, he goes like from ice cold to a towering inferno hot. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you know, but and to be fair like there are play, like that's a lot of baseball right now. But you know, he has shown the ability to play around the diamond from an infield perspective. He's played a little bit of shortstop. We saw that in spring training. We saw it a little bit last year. But I just, I can't get away from the idea that somebody who hit 25 home runs and slugged almost 500 in a full 162, I mean, he played 133 games in 2021, like, that's all of a sudden gone. I just, I don't buy that. And so, you know, we'll see kind of how that opportunity plays itself out for him. But again, uh, that that all goes along. Yeah, if he he doesn't have a good stretch in this part of where he gets called up like you yeah, know that they, you might throw the checkbook out and be like okay I'm done with him yeah which is which is fine but I, I and I, I like the idea that he's gonna get that opportunity to find out you know and we're gonna get the opportunity to find out about him and and he's got a real shot to prove some people wrong about that uh, okay I got more texts coming in I, I again I, I continue to apologize to some of these people that uh, have, have come on in here we, we just have so many we've got a couple of callers as well. Uh, we do have to get to a break in a couple of minutes. Uh, do you want to, do we, Joe, do we have time to go to the phones? you want to do that? Yeah, why not? Let's take a call. All right. We got Glenn in New Orleans who, who clearly has uh, does not agree with me about Alex Cora. Glenn, you are on the air. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I heard you say that uh, 
Alex would get uh, hired by a whole lot of teams or they would want him. And that could be true. It probably is. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a, a good manager. I think he's really bad at managing the pitching staff, uh, particularly uh, the bullpen. I think you may have started to allude to some move he made with Sale. Uh, I turned you off. I got so aggravated at that <laughs> point. But uh, what about the non-move uh, against uh, Houston in the uh, ALCS a couple of years ago? Game one has a 3-1 lead, I think it was. And instead of bringing Whitlock in, he left him on the bench, left him on the bench, left him on the bench, and we ended up losing the game. Had we won that first game, we won two and three, we probably would have won that series. But um, tonight, taking uh, Pavetta out after five innings, he won't even let him go out to start the sixth. The bullpen's going to be toast by mid-May. Yeah. Uh, and no, yeah. Please continue. Other, I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. After Let you. me get it. Kike Hernandez. We all know that Cora was behind getting him here. That guy is and will always be a part-time platoon utility infielder. He is not, I repeat, not an everyday ball player on a good team. Okay. Fire back. Glenn, no, I, I appreciate it. We'll keep you on the line. Oh, we just lost him. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say this, and, and we can kind of go back and forth about this. You know, okay. So uh, the the first point about Alex Cora and, and the management of the bullpen, I have trouble, you know, going into the minutia of, of moves made years ago. I, I don't think that that, you know, necessarily really matters. And, yeah, you can go fine-tooth comb on everybody. I mean, there are people in Los Angeles that would call up and, and say, fire Dave Roberts. He can't do this. He is a terrible man manager and you can go fine tooth comb on him and some of the postseason moves you know the reality is the Red Sox got to the postseason the reality is the Red Sox two years ago in a year where nobody believed that anybody that they could get a whole lot out of that team Alex Cora I would argue picked up the grapefruit and squeezed out more than you would have thought that he would have brought to the table uh, in 2021. And so, yeah, there's good and there's bad. And we play 162 of these things, and we go nine innings every single day, and we can go deep into each one, and some days they're going to get it wrong. Uh, the second part of this is the the bullpen usage. And, I, and, and I'm not picking on Glenn here even remotely. Like I've gotten this call, I don't know, four, uh, Joe, you've been here four or five times about the bullpen usage over the last couple of weeks. I don't, that doesn't, it's not founded to me. You know, people get really hung up on the idea that starters are only going five innings. And they, and, and the natural then thought is, well, you know, that means that uh, our bullpen's getting taxed. Today, you used uh, two pitchers. You used Josh Winkowski in a moment where you knew no matter what you did today, he was probably going to be down tomorrow because of the use that he under, underwent in Detroit over the last few days. And so they got two innings out of him. They got, by the way, two sterling innings from Josh Winkowski today, and now he'll be down. And now tomorrow, after the use uh, tonight of just Martin and Winkowski, you've left all of your high-leverage guys available. Kenley Jansen, after 27 pitches on Sunday, is back. Uh, Zach Kelly, 
after 32 pitches, I think is the number, on Saturday, is back. And now, oh, by the way, you've not used Schreiber and you've not used Blyer as well. And so some of the trusted bullpen arms in a bullpen that has been very good is perfectly well-rested. Not to mention injured guys. You know, Whitlock's coming back. Bayo will be back. So some starters are going to get moved to that bullpen. Amen. Amen. Exactly. And uh, so that is the part of it. And I recognize as well, and we got to get hit a break here. I know that in, in, in a second. But... I understand that the the sect of baseball fan, we can talk about this a little bit more as the night goes along, uh, that, you know, sees the starter leave after five innings and gets very frustrated by it. it. You could go to any city in America and you would hear that exact point on the sports radio about why these guys are getting taken out after five or six innings. Two things to that. One, the numbers bear it out. I, I don't know how else to say this. You get to the third time through the order. The 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 it is not just like oh you're you're going to give up a couple more hits or anything like that. The runs that you give up per game, the slugging percentage that you give up per it per trip through the lineup increases. Like there's a gigantic gorge between the second and third time through the order, a gigantic gorge, and especially tonight on a night where you had your bullpen available, where you had Josh Winkowski, who might be your most most trusted guy right now, available. Against, by the way, uh, the backdrop of all this against the best offense in baseball in the Tampa Bay Rays to take Pavetta out to go right to Winkowski was just fine. And, and he delivered it. And obviously it's given up a little bit later on. Chris Martin's in that game no matter what. He's in a battle against the, uh, one of the better hitters in baseball. And that guy wins. And, and that is the situation there. Uh, okay, Glenn, uh, once again, really appreciate the call. Appreciate the listen from New Orleans as well. I love making you mad. We'll do it all year long here on uh, on Red Sox Review. We got to hit a break. I know the call lines, I know the text lines are going. We got much more to get to. It is busy. It is fun. We are up until midnight uh, right here on Red Sox Review on WEEI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Off we go on Red Sox Review Monday night, late night. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have had an active night already 
here on the show. Cooper Boardman back with you. Joe Braverman's inside the glass. The number is 617-779-7937. That's how you call us. And then the text line as well, 37937. And now I've gone... I don't know, 20 straight minutes saying I'm going to get to everybody. I'm just wading through people right now. Uh, we've got David on the line. He is in, in beautiful Florida, a place much warmer than this. He wants to talk a little defense, the wrong positions, all the above. Uh, David, you are on the air. Thanks for the call, man. Good evening, gentlemen. So are you guys going to be carrying us through the season now with our Red Sox review? We're, we're trying to. You got, a lot, you got some big shoes to fill, you know. Uh, we're, we're doing the best the last- we can. Yeah, I mean, we missed Barrett over there, but I'm sure you guys will do well. Yeah, yeah. we hope so. I, I'm, I'm here to, to, to keep your night, keep your late night good. Uh, wh- what do you got for us? Now, uh, I mean, first of all, just to piggyback on what that guy from New Orleans said, uh, it's good to hear some guys from, from New Orleans. Not New Orleans, but New Orleans. <laughs> Corner, he, he, he is. He's going to burn out the pitching staff. There was no reason today to pull on Bavetta after five innings. Let him at least go sick. Let him at least start the six. There was no reason. And, and the bullpen, like he's done before, Corey, he's going he's gonna to decimate them by the middle of June. And, uh, I mean, beyond that, like I said on before, and like Adam Jones was talking about earlier, I mean, he's just very cavalier. That's the word I use about putting people out defensively. Two years ago, he put um, um, Arroyo at first base, I believe, and Arroyo got hurt. Uh, I mean, he, uh, it's just, he, he's just, he, I mean, he, he just thinks first base is, is such a simple position to put people in. And center field and second base, too. I mean, Kiki is not is not a shortstop or second base. I mean, yes, maybe periodically he can play there, but, but at best, he's center field. And I, I'm just, I'm sick of Cora. I'm just sick of him. I'm sick of the Red Sox always prioritizing offense over defense. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't consider myself a Red Sox fan as much as I consider myself a Red Sox addict. All right. I mean, they're like cocaine. You just, as much as we love them, as, as frustrating as they are and as unhealthy as they are for us, we just can't put them away. Yeah. We can't put them down. No, and David, I, I, I appreciate the call. And, uh, I, I didn't think I was going to get that. I didn't think we were going to hear that sentence tonight, but I, I, I appreciate it for, for a couple of reasons. And I think, you know, again, the, the bullpen situation, we've kind of gotten through this. I think what the hope is about this bullpen is that, you know, and I know, you know, David just touched on last year and, and what a brutal year that was for the bullpen. And there was absolutely like beat your head against the wall moments when that bullpen was just taxed. And, and, and it's what my thought on that is the hope about this year is that there is significantly more depth in this bullpen than there was a year ago. You know, what, what Josh Winkowski provides with the return of James Paxton and, and Brian Bayo and uh, Garrett Whitlock, the idea that we are going to see Winkowski and Cutter Crawford in short stints, who can really, uh, you know, who, who has stuff that can tick up in shorter stints, and then you get to everybody else. I mean, man, it, it's hard to fix a bullpen in an offseason, and they did about as good of a job as you could ask somebody to do. I really do believe that. And, you know, now it's about kind of letting these next few weeks fall the way that they do. But, 
I mean, man, look around baseball. I, there's nobody. There are very few teams in baseball having their starters go, you know, six, seven innings at this moment on April the 10th. We're 10 games in. There are going to be 152 more games this year. There are plenty of opportunities for guys to go six, seven, eight innings if it's there. And tonight for Nick Pavetta, with the way the bullpen lined up, and we got into that about Josh Winkowski especially. Uh, you know, and his ability to go two innings tonight and get that bridge towards the eighth and ninth inning. And then one of the guys you trust in the eighth inning gave up a home run. And, you know, that that happens and it's brutal and, and that's tough. But, you know, that's the way it is. And, and really the hope is and, and, and the caller just said it there, like they prioritize offense. The hope is the offense turns around and gets you a couple runs tonight. And you have the guy that you want up there, one of the best hitters in baseball up with the bases loaded. And and the guy made a pitch and, and, and that's how it goes. The other part of that, too, was the defense. And, you know, I, I, I can't I, I can't disagree with that point. I You know, the, the defense and this is a team that, you know, with, with the number of errors that Kike Hernandez has made it short, uh, you know, that, that's made I think the second most errors in baseball right now. I'll give you the exact number because I, I do want to get that exactly right. Yeah, they're, they're second in baseball behind the Oakland A's with, with eight errors. They're tied with the Marlins and they're tied with the Rangers. And it is true. This is a team that as it is presently constructed and it, it, it was, you know, and it was set up this way. That needs to win games in margins. And we've talked about this a little bit on this show on the late night. You know, like they need uh, their platoon guys to be very good. They need their bullpen to be very solid and they need enough from their starting pitching as all teams do. But you're right. The defense and the struggles with defense like that is not a margin that they can afford to lose. And I, I do think that. With Adalberto Mondesi's return, he's one of the best defensive infielders in baseball. Uh, that comes in May. That will be significant. Trevor Story's return defensively. I know there's conversations about his arm, but his range is good. Um, but, you know, I, I look, I, every team in baseball is trying to figure out a way to be positionally versatile. And the Red Sox are just one of those teams. And, and you know, there, there are growing pains uh, to all of that. But, again, really, really do appreciate the call. We are going to be with you. We got big shoes. We will... Uh, we're putting our toes in the shoes right now. Um, all right. Red Sox review 617-779-7937. The number text line is 37937. Uh, you know, somebody texts in about Rymel Tapia. Uh, you know, nobody's talked really about him. Excited when the Sox had him. I love Rymel Tapia. I'm a Rymel Tapia guy. I think he's so fun to watch uh, play the game. This is the fan in me. Like, I just think he's fun. I, I love the way that he swings. I love that crazy stance. I love the way he chokes up with two strikes. I love all that. And, and you know, whether you think and you're whether you're the texter who says that, uh, he, he can be something for them, or you're the person who doesn't really think that he's going to be all that much, you're going to get your answer very soon over the next couple of weeks because he's going to get his shot. That's the answer right there. Even if he doesn't play, I think he's a good clubhouse guy. Like, they need, like, a good personality. You want him that. on your team. Yeah, because sure. you, you lost Bogarts, who maybe isn't, like, a big personality, but he's a clubhouse guy. J.D. Martinez, same way. Like, you put him with like Verdugo, Endeavors, like all those loud personalities can make this team fun. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and listen to Rymel Tapia. Like if you listen to his interviews and the way he talks, like just a very intelligent guy, very like nice, pleasant, down to earth guy. I, I completely agree with that. I would love to have him uh, in my clubhouse, and he's in the Red Sox clubhouse. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I think he's going to get his shot to play a little bit more. The problem with with what he brings is that he's a left hand bat, 
and, and they've just got so many of them. So that, that's the quick answer to that. Uh, somebody's texted this a couple of times. Uh, a big thank you for, for doing it a couple of times, the 413 number, uh, about what I think of Rafi Devers being the next David Ortiz. Couldn't figure out if that was a compliment or not. Uh, the thought that they would move him to, to DH down the road, and, and he's a big kid, and, and they don't think that he can do third base forever. I'm not going to play doctor. I'm not, I'm not James Andrews. I'm not uh, any of that. But, you know, I, here's the thing. Red Sox went out and did what they had to do. Right, like you had to go get Rafi Devers. You have a 26-year-old superstar that is one of the best hitters in baseball, and will, goodness willing, be one of the best hitters in baseball for years and years to come. And they they paid him. They did. It wasn't like a ridiculous Padres deal. It was a reasonable deal. And and you go from there. And, and truthfully, every good team in baseball has a contract that they think at the tail end of it that guy's going to DH. It just makes sense. I mean, you know, look at. Uh, you know, what we saw, obviously, uh, I was about to name one of the Padres contracts. And I realized that I can name all of them. You know, Trey Turner is that way for, for the Phillies. Uh, Aaron Judge, my goodness, is that way for the Yankees and then some with the size of his body. I mean, could Rafi Devers at the end of his career be a, a DH consistently? Yeah, but, you know, David Ortiz won you know, World Series. Those are all what-ifs. What about, um, this This might be a good one that's already played out. What about Albert Pujols when he signed with the Angels? Yeah, right, and it, it, it happened not to work out. But I promise you there would be a lot more people texting uh, about not signing Rafi Devers because there were than, you know, talking about what he will be at the end of his career. And I think, you know, the reality of baseball and, and you know, the right after, so they obviously the, the new CBA was signed, and at that point it becomes open season from a contract perspective. The contract that he signed, relative to a lot of the ones that we have seen, are, is entirely reasonable. And, and you, they did what they had to do to keep him. And, and a lot of these contracts, and you don't know how they're going to play out, and guy to guy it's going to be a little bit different. You are not signing guy for year number 10 or year number 11. You're signing him for the next four or five, and then you're figuring it out from there because that is the CBA world that we're living in amongst Major League Baseball. And so, you know, again, we'll kind of see how it shakes out, obviously, and, and who knows? Maybe I'll be sitting here in 10 in years the, from now. In the immediate term, though. Like, imagine this team without Rafael Devers. Oh my now, God. now Adam Duvall is out. That means all your power is gone. If you don't have Devers on the, if you didn't sign Devers and you traded him, and now Adam Duvall is hurt on the IL. Of all the things that I feel like I need to convince people of or explain to people, like Rafi Devers being good, I don't think, I hope it's not one of them. That's easy. Yeah. I, again, and just the elite uh, bat to ball that he brings. And, uh, you know, tonight in a big spot, couldn't come through. And that is the cool part about that is that uh, that is a rarity. Um, all right. Simple question. Why are they so slow to play the kids? Valdez, Hamilton, Duran, uh, Cooper Boardman here with you. And, uh, you know, again, if you have just popped on with us again, my background is in Worcester. And so I've been with the AAA club over the last few years. Um, talking about Enmanuel Valdez, David Hamilton, and, and Jaron Duran, going one by one there. You know, from Enmanuel Valdez's perspective, they love the way that he can hit, and I will tell you, I witness that you should love the way that he can hit. They raved about him in spring training. We're ten games in. He should be. Uh, he's a major league caliber player, and and he will be here. But you know that that development takes time. He's he's played most of the year last year in Double A, and he started very hot in Triple A, and then. You know, had to kind of adjust to the league. And so, you know, he's got to spend some time at AAA. He just has to. You, you can't push that forward. 
Uh, you know, David Hamilton's perspective. David Hamilton's an interesting one. You know about David Hamilton? He's, he stole 70 bags last year at AA. He's another one. They have to see uh, AAA time. But, you know, for everybody who says, you know, why are they slow to play the kids? Josh Winkowski last year came up and his ERA was above five. And people were saying, why is he starting games and all of that? And the answer is, you know, like you've got to get that experience. And so they went and played him and... I, I completely believe, and if you, there was a wonderful uh, article that came out. Let me properly uh, attribute this because I, 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 it, is, it is worth your time uh, if you have uh, the, um, if you can get to it. Let me just get this right. Hang with me for, for five seconds because it, it is worth your time. Well, while you're looking, I'll just explain uh, Jared Durant's side of it because that was the third player. Yeah, please. You saw him play last year, and you, you saw that he's still a kid, and he's, Still does need to mature just a little bit. And I think he's the second guy on the list right now of who comes up, you know, after the Duval injury. But Bobby Dahlbeck deserves his chance, deserves a, a major league stretch to find out. The article I was talking about was from Jen McCaffrey from The Athletic. And if you don't have an athletic subscription, just the, the short version of this is that the, the 589 ERA that Josh Winkowski had last year, he decided that he was going to spend his offseason fixing all of that. And if you know uh, him, he is just, he's, you know, kind of uh, very uh, strong in terms of personality and focused and, and, you know, knows what he can bring to the table because the stuff is so good. And so. They got him a little bit of time last year. They, you know, he felt what the major leagues were like. He, and he realized that you know, he had to be attacking in the zone with his stuff. And the, the guy that we've seen over the last couple of weeks is a direct result of that. That is, uh, that is ashes to Phoenix stuff for them. And so, again, like, they, you have to pick your spots with these guys. And at the end of last year when they were you know, not going to be competitive from a divisional or playoff perspective, they got him out there. I think you're going to see the fruits of Brian Bayo as a kid who played last year coming into this year. He makes his rehab appearance tomorrow for AAA Worcester, and the hope is he'll go six innings. And if that happens, you know, then uh, he gets set up to, to, to maybe rejoin the rotation very, very soon. So, you know, that's, that's again, that's, that's all part of it. Again, it's uh, Red Sox Review tonight on WEEI. The number is 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. You know, people talking about the bullpen as well on the text line, you know, and, and Ryan Brazier and Garrett Whitlock and, and with Whitlock's return, what does that mean? You know, you're, they're leaving as many options open as possible for the longest amount of time. That's the way that they've constructed this roster. We're 10 games into the season, but they are going to have decisions to make. And it will be very interesting to see what they decide to do. Because Garrett Whitlock is going to be back in this rotation. James Paxton, we got the report yesterday on Red Sox Review about how he was in his AAA rehab start in Buffalo. His return is imminent. And then uh, Brian Bayo as well, who we were just talking about. You know, that that is a, a, a few different bullpen spots there. And, and you, if you look at the way the bullpen is constructed, let's go through it. So... Your closer is Kenley Jansen. Your high leverage guys are Schreiber, Chris Martin, and Richard Blyer. Uh, you get Martin, who throws a ton of strikes. You get Blyer, who's your left-hander. You get Schreiber, who's your frisbee slider dude. Zach Kelly is pitching his way into the conversation. Joey Rodriguez is still hurt. Winkowski's in the bullpen. Cutter Crawford, I imagine, is going to move to the bullpen, and they're going to give him an opportunity. And then there are decisions to make about Ryan Brazier, uh, about Caleb Ort, about you know Zach Kelly, and about what they want to do, and um, you know I, the the reality is is whatever they end up doing, you're going to get your answers very very soon. 
I think. And, um, you know, again, it's all part of it. There's, there's, uh, you know, and, and again, as I say this out loud, right, the, the text, Winkowski's also found a different grip for a slider and cutter to give them more depth, has a chance to miss some bats. It really is, uh, and that's a very good point, like the, the remake of his stuff in a very short amount of time and what he's been able to do uh, is outstanding. I, we still have an hour and 15. I'm going to, I will wax poetic about Josh Winkowski and that movement uh, and, and that change in his stuff as well uh, before we are done here at midnight. All right, we will uh, get to a break. We'll come back. I uh, want to talk about the bullpen and then a little bit more about how they fill the void of Adam Duvall. All of that, call us, text us. We'll keep on going. Right now, it's Red Sox Review on WEEI. pitch. Strike three called on the outside corner and the Red Sox leave them loaded in the eighth. Painted from Poche. That really was the game right there. I mean, for the Red Sox tonight, one nothing loss against the Rays. How about that eighth inning, right? Alex Verdugo leads it off with a really nice walk in that eighth inning, it was at that point the third base runner of the night. After an out, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, they decide to pinch hit him for Tristan Casas. He delivers a single in his first major league plate appearance of the year. Connor Wong comes up. He put a good swing on one at line out to left. And then Kike Hernandez walks. Rafi Devers comes up. Couple of outs and is struck out looking. Ridiculous sequence by Poche from the rate. I mean, with two strikes, first of all, you would never think that Ravi Devers in that situation against that guy is getting a fastball. And then he got two more in a row. He got three straight fastballs. And this is the thing about the Tampa Bay Rays and Tropicana Field that they are, they just do the things. And this is just one teeny tiny little example. And it's not even specific to the Rays in this case, but it, it just feels this way because of who they are. Like, they just do things a little bit different, the thing that you would never think that they would do. And, uh, well, again, that that fastball gets Rafi Devers. Red Sox failed to score, and the Rays on the home run by Brandon Lau win it uh, 1-0 tonight at Tropicana Field. That begins the series. The Sox uh, three-game win streak snapped after sweeping the Tigers in Detroit. And uh, look, this is a team, and I'll just zoom out for a quick moment because the conversation has been maybe a little bit more negative than I think it needs to be here on Monday, April the 10th. This team is 5-5, five and five, and after a series against the Pirates where they really didn't do very much right, the idea that they are sitting here uh, a game behind both the Blue Jays and the Yankees, uh, you know, they're in it, and, and yes, the division leader happens to be 10-0, and 0, which is a thing unto itself. I mean, they're... Uh, what Tampa is doing is absurd, uh, but the idea that they are very much still in this is uh, is awesome. And, yeah, we were talking during the break. Like, yes, it could be better, but it also could be worse. Yeah. Like, were we expecting five and five in the first series with the Orioles, the Pirates, um, in this first game in Tampa, and the and the Tigers? Like, were we expecting five and five? It's kind of like right where the expectations are. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, do you? And I guess the question is, is kind of how do you feel about now the next 10, right? Like this has been 
I, I feel like, Joe, like we have felt every little thing in the last 10 games, right? You felt the elation. You felt those crazy comebacks against Baltimore that all of a sudden feel like a really long time ago. You felt the dirt floor against the Pirates. And then, you know, and then you felt, uh, you know, the, the joy of the Tigers until the Duval injury. And uh, I, I like if I'm taking your temperature, like what's your what's your feeling on on where we are right this instant? I think it's a better spot than what people were thinking. I mean, yes, it's only a 5 and 5 record, but compared to what you saw in the previous year, the lineup is better and the pitching is better, and that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. No, I I'd say so. And and you know, the the bullpen was a big problem last year. That appears to to this point through 10 games have been rectified. Now, granted, there are a few names that I still am concerned about, one of them being Ryan Brazier, who you mentioned before the break. You know, they're, as you said, decisions are going to be made. And the other thing that people are forgetting is this is not a fully healthy team. Like, as we said, Whitlock's going to be making a season debut tomorrow. Bayo's going to be coming back maybe in the next week or two. And then you've got your, hopefully, your big hitters in Trevor Story and Adam Duvall joining you later on in the season. What is different to me right now about that bullpen and the word that you use that I uh, I used it uh, as well is decisions, right? Like they have choices to make. They didn't have a lot of choices to make last year. That's the thing. It's not even, you know, people talk about Alex Corey using the bullpen over and over again and taxing it and all of these things. Like they didn't have a lot of guys that you could trust. You know, they, they had injury, Whitlock's injury, what he was fighting through. And, and, you know, the reality is, is like the guys that they were really, really, really counting on Garrett Whitlock and not that Whitlock was bad. I know he wasn't in the bullpen, but in ter- just in terms of pushing depth back, like he wasn't close to fully healthy all year long. It's just, there, there are a good number of things that are like legitimately different about the decision-making processes on this team versus what we saw a year ago. I, I think, and it, it seems that way. And the idea that, Cutter Crawford's going to go to the bullpen and you're going to get a chance to see in the same way that Josh Winkowski stuff when he moved from starter to bullpen and had the chance to work out in the offseason, the way that that ticked up, Cutter Crawford with similar, different stuff, but similar quality of stuff has the ability to do that too. And you I'm excited to see You could even argue, like, do you move Cutter Crawford because he's been good as a starter? Same thing with Tanner Houck. Like, you didn't have that option last year, as yeah. you said. Yeah, that it, like it, you couldn't even start the conversation. Whether whatever side of the aisle of that that you fall on, you couldn't start the conversation. And the idea that you know somebody like Zach Kelly has pitched his way into being somebody that when he comes out of the bullpen, you feel good. And that wonder—I mean, he's got a big time slider. Like he has a slider that very few people. And I've said this over and over again, but it's 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 worth repeating because maybe he's not somebody you think about as much. There are very few sliders in baseball that work the way he does the, the his does the way that it acts and so uh again like there's there's a lot of a, a lot of good stuff here uh you know in, in that terms of it and and again all of it adds up to the red sox being five and five but like we were saying it's a disclaimer it's only 10 games in like let's let's talk to us about like in july and august about this kind of stuff yeah and, and i i think you know, do you need to see a little bit more than what you've seen from some of the guys that you went out and got? I think that's a reasonable conversation. You know, you got it. Chris Martin tonight. I mean, it's, you know, it's one swing and it goes and that's fine. Uh, Richard Blyer as well. Like these are guys 
that that they went out and got. And oh, by the way, Joely Rodriguez is still hurt. I mean, I, I'm not saying this as though he's going to come in and be Justin Verlander. Like that's not what you need him to be. But he's a very solid arm for this team. So again, a uh, lot to get to. Uh, we will get to it. Still an hour to go tonight on on Red Sox review. Joe, I believe we're up against a break. Am I right about that? I am right about that. Uh, for once. Okay, so we will take that. We'll come back. Uh, we will get into Nick Pavetta. We're about to hear from the starter from the Boston Red Sox. We'll hear from him uh, on the other side, talk a little bit about him, talk a little bit about the bullpen. We'll take your calls, take your texts, of course, as well. We're back in a moment. It's Red Sox Review right here on WEEI.